sometimes unconventional, but always entertaining. They're kooky and they're spooky. It's time to cross to the other side. Welcome to Spooky Sundays with Anne and Renata. And good evening to our parastalkers and all of our spooksters and the grand poobars and every other mongrel that's out there. We have got special guests in the studio apart from Auntie Anne and Auntie Renata, myself and the lovely lass over there. We also have Cousin Christy and Cousin Steve in the studio. How are you this evening, Christy? I am fabulous, thank you. How good is it that we don't have to worry about getting you in on the phone tonight? I know, but the thing is I had to put clothes on. I can't just lay there in my dressing gown. <laughs> Where's Janet tonight? We're not going to have her singing in the background. No, she won't be grumbling because it's past nine o'clock and someone's making noise. Oh, and what are you making? What are you doing tonight with you? So tonight we're finishing off our four-part series of making talismans, amulets and charms. So we'll be making a paper talisman for manifesting tonight. Yeah, is there anything people need to get ready for that? Yes, pen and paper. <gasps> oh, it's around. a big ask. Oh, pen it's and a paper. Big ask. I don't know whether people use pen and paper anymore. We do because we have these beautiful Oz Paratech pens. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. And Steve, how are you going? Oh, look, I'm just so excited to be here once again. <laughs> I know. This is your second time, I do believe. And um, you've got something exciting that's coming up. Oh, do I? Sounds, <laughs> sounds promising for everyone at home. Yes. Yes, we have a creation that is being birthed tonight. Oh. Oh, well, oh, that's oh, all yes. I was talking I was about. Talking I was talking about us, something else. I was talking about our, 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 our creation. Ghostwriter. Ghostwriter yes. is in the house tonight, and Steve is here to provide his special voice talents for the <laughs> event. Uh, and for those who haven't seen that story yet, it is Hans the po- oh sorry Hans uh-huh. the possessed goose. So please make sure you stick around to hear that one because I don't think we're going to make it through without falling off our chairs onto the floor. Now we're going to need you guys to let us know whether we continue with the story of Hans because this is going to be epic and it could turn into a series. It's our bluey. Uh, it's, yeah, it's going to be our bluey. Yeah. I can tell. Um, yeah. Or whether it's just absolute rubbish and you never want to hear it again. Might be I'm, I'm thinking it's going to be the first one. It's With a touch a, of the it's second. It's going to be a series. <laughs> it might actually be seen on like 7 Plus or something oh, at some point in time. I'm waiting to get a contract from someone for this. I reckon I, we're going to get picked up. I reckon Fox will pick it up. Yeah, oh, sure. yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Just a real foul yeah. The Travel Channel. Bluey version. The Travel Channel. <laughs> All right. Now, Renata, I do believe you have a story for oh, us. Oh, yes. Hello. Well, it's set you to Hi, work. Yes, yes, yes. Uh, look, someone sent me this this week or uh, put it up on our page and I thought I need to follow this up because this is, yes. this is glorious. It's profound. It's absolutely glorious. Um, we have a lady called Jemima who is the only worldwide uh, asparagus nancer. Thrower. Asparonancer. Thrower. It has to be. Thrower. Yeah, Thrower. in the whole wide world. She reads asparagus stalks. <gasps> now, what a talent. Uh, later on, you will actually see a, a video of her on Newcastle <gasps> Live Can't wait radio. to see that on radio. Community. <laughs> no, on the community page. Right, right, okay. Uh, it will be there. Um, I did put it in for you all because, Multimedia. you know, you can't, you can't miss this. So Jemima has predicted the return of Boris Johnson. 
She famously corrected, she correctly predicted Brexit, Prince Philip's death, Theresa May being ousted as PM, and Harry and Meghan stepping back from the royal family, all with asparagus stalks. <gasps> I think this is fantastic. Why haven't people discovered this before? I know, I know, but she wants to be the only worldwide person doing it. I yeah. totally understand that. I wonder how much she costs. So let, I don't know. Two ninety nine for a bunch of Audi. I have a question. Fresh or canned? I oh, know, fresh. Absolutely be fresh. fresh. <coughs> Gotta be crispy from canned? what I've seen. Too the, yeah, the no. canned is the old news. Yeah. Right? Yeah. 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 Okay. Look, when you throw the canned ones, well, first of all, you've they got to pop. take them out of the can. <laughs> They're wet and, and sloppy. Yeah, and the, yeah, they don't fall right. Let me and go on smell. with this story. Oh, oh, yeah. A fortune teller, the way it goes in is the way it comes out. A fortune teller who <laughs> predicted the Queen's death using asparagus tips says King Charles III will hand over the reign to Prince William next year. Oh, do Now, <laughs> ladies and gentlemen, I think you need to write all of these predictions down. We yes. can go back later on and see how close she gets with it. Jemima Packington is the world's only asparamancer and says she sees the future by tossing spears in the air and interpreting how they land. That's oh. what happened to poor Brittany. Oh, <laughs> oh no, no, Brittany don't, Spears. Don't, don't. Oh, yeah. no. Asparagus don't, is her cousin. Don't, don't. Asparagus don't. Spears. <laughs> No. <laughs> this show's just going to get a hell in the handbasket, I know it. So, um, as we sh- said, she famously correctly predicted Brexit, Prince Philip's death, Theresa May being ousted as PM and Harry and Meghan stepping back from the royal family. Tragically, one of her most poignant predictions of 2022 proved correct when Her Majesty Elizabeth II died at Balmoral Castle last Thursday. Yeah, we talked about people predicting her yeah. death. Not the 96-year-old woman. I know. Name. There was quite that was a, ill. Right, there was right. quite a few people Shocking. that predicted her death this year. Who would have thunk? We're we're all a little bit psychic, oh, aren't we? So earlier this year, Special. Jemima sixty five saw the spears of the veg form the shape <laughs> of a broken crown. That sounds like Game of Thrones. The spears of the veg. That's that's one of the seats. <laughs> game, <laughs> game of spears. Asparagus spears. I know. On the asparagus throne. Yeah, uh, sloppy. Uh, she said the spears formed a crown, crown with some broken off, which indicated to me that there would be a great royal sadness. Wow. wow. That's a stretch, that's isn't it? That's Prince that's, Andrew. That's a great a, royal scene. <laughs> that's amazing. Amazing fortune telling. Mm. Now, when I saw pictures of the Queen welcoming Liz Truss, I don't know who she is, I noticed how frail she looked. Oh, that might be the new Prime Minister. Yes. Uh, and I oh, said to my friend... Up on politics here. I said to my friend, it won't be long. <laughs> Won't be long now. Look at her. She's on the out. (laughs) She threw her spears down. (laughs) I threw a spear at her. (laughs) I thought back to my readings of the spears and just thought to myself, oh, no. (laughs) I'm a huge fan of the Queen and I was very sad when she died. Now, Jemima has now made a string of predictions about the immediate future of the monarchy. They include King Charles III handing over much of his duties to Prince William, while Princess Anne will become Duchess of Edinburgh. Her other tips, also suggest Boris Johnson will make an unexpected return. That'd be and, very unexpected, I do feel. <laughs> and serve as PM for a second time by taking over the leadership from Liz Truss. Gonna Jemima said, PM. since the Queen died, I did a reading and some very interesting facts have turned up. Another very interesting reading was about who the next Prime Minister would be uh, after Liz Truss 
uh, and the Spears say it's Boris Johnson. It's Boris Johnson. Now, yeah. now we've got some other tips from Jemima before it's I finish Boris up. Johnson. Prince William will be made Prince Regent. Princess Anne will be given the title of Duchess of Edinburgh. Boris Johnson, oh, you've said this three times, will take over from Liz Truss as PM. But she just wants to make sure you've understood what she's saying. And Ukraine will defeat Russia in the war devastating the country. I hope so. I'm I'm rooting for that one Uh, with the root veg. So another question. Yes. So she's got a lot of tips, right? She's got a lot of tips, a lot of tips. Yes. Yep. What yes. happens to the stalks? <gasps> that's uh, the, I don't know. That's I don't know whether she eats them question. afterwards. <laughs> they go into a nice omelette. Oh, that'd be nice. Mm. You, you don't want to waste those things. I no. mean, I can't eat my tarot cards. She can eat her asparagus. <laughs> you could tips. if times get tough. I would totally do it in like a Mornay sauce in a oh. vulavant. Oh, nice. <laughs> oh, God, I haven't had vulavants for months. Oh, oh, it's been it, years. It's nothing like a good volavant. Oh, it's a cream do, chicken. Look, do people even know what volavants are? Volavant. Volavant. No, a, a volavant. I call them a volavant. I call them. I'm Aussie too. Volavant. Yeah. <laughs> I used to like a chicken and mushroom. Yeah, once. chicken and mushroom. Oh. And my favourite. Don't like asparagus. It makes your oh, pee smell. We'll make. Um, <laughs> and this is some pine- <laughs> pineapple to offset it. <laughs> Thank oh. you for joining the volavant hour here at Newcastle Live Radio. <laughs> now, look, we've got to give our shout out to our first tonight we have our first award going to Catherine she got in at 10 to noon and uh, said can't wait to talk asparagus so she was all over it (laughs) there you go Um, what's your best asparagus tip (laughs) (laughs) did she get straight to the point if you have have an asparagus tip send watch (laughs) out they'll stalk you send Um, it through on zero four nine zero Eight four triple eight six. And also we have Becca Lee saying, Hi, aunties, I'm so excited to come down to Newcastle for the first time to come to the Halloween event oh. of Maitland. Oh. Much love to us both. Uh, Renata, I do believe we had a couple of spots become available for that yes, one. Yes, yes, we have. So get in quick. Uh, you will find the links for our Halloween all-nighter and also our Halloween night event, which literally we've only got two tickets for, four <coughs> tickets for, uh, on Newcastle Ghost Tours and on Anne and Renata Frightfully Good at the moment. So head on over and purchase your tickets. And we have a shout out from Robert who wants to say hello, Crispy, and hello, other person. Oh, uh, other <laughs> person. Hi. Hello, I'm the other person. Mm. That's Steve. Uh, and he also uh, picked up on the as long as she doesn't call the Spears, Brittany. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Too late, mate. Uh, late. Maxine <laughs> is here to say hello this evening. Hi, ladies and gents. How are you all? We are mighty fine. We're feeling spooky. And, Sergey, thank you for your message earlier. It was a rather interesting message. We're not quite sure what it was all about. But, yeah, uh, you've left mm, us wanting We're more. hanging. We're hanging. Uh, and he said, just the tip and only for a second. <laughs> spooky Sundays with Anne and Renata, only on Newcastle Live Radio. And every song that goes by is a step closer to the ghost writer story tonight. <laughs> I am so excited for this. It is a big story. I don't think we've done one since Isaac and Claire were in studio. Mm. And that was um, a hoot. 
It Never was. got a honk. We have the master of the honk with us. Uh, so now I do believe it is my story. What are you? What have I done now? Nothing, nothing. That's my new shirt. Keep going. Master of the honk. <laughs> Oh, I think we've got another merch bit coming with merch drop. <laughs> now, as I was saying, I like to find you guys a nice spooky story. And uh, I trawl the Facebook pages for you guys. I just I get myself up into a bit of a lather of a sweat. <laughs> and I have found this one for you. No, I don't do that, Christy. <laughs> Thank God we turned the camera off. Um, so... I found this one in a secret group that somebody let me into. (laughs) (laughs) And it's written by someone called Joe Voss. Uh So this is fully his credit. This is not me. This is not Ghostwriter. But let me read you the story. Many years ago, I rented a department in a very old home in the very old part of the city. The apartment was small, but big enough for one person. I was thrilled, though, because it had a washer and dryer room. Wow. I know, right? Living the high life. This laundry must have been a big walk-in closet. This laundry also had a small door to the stairs for access to the attic. The only owner had showed me the attic and said I could use it for storage if I needed to, but the stairs and door were very small and precarious. And at best I declined this offer, then he said he would put a padlock on the door. Mm. I'll put a padlock on that door. Oh, I'm going to put a padlock on that door. At that time, I thought, oh, that's a bit odd. Bonza. After getting settled in, I was in the laundry room folding clothes when I heard humming coming from behind the locked attic door. Immediately, I was on edge. Oh, I'm on edge. But the humming tune sounded familiar. Then my recollection kicked in. It was... Are you ready for the tune? You're way off the tune, guys. Then my recollection kicked in, and it was this. Lizzie Borden took an axe, gave her father 40 wax. When she saw what she had done, she she gave her mother 41. Break it there. The remix. This is going to take ages to get through this. This is absolute revenge for you, isn't it? Because yeah, I do this to you all the time. You do. Ah, the humming of that tune coming from behind a locked door horrified me. Horrified. After that, in and out of the laundry room fast. The next night, I was in bed reading a book when I heard tapping above me coming from the attic. <laughs> They're all trying to be so special here. Uh, again, instantly. That same tune, except it wasn't being hummed, it was being tapped. Oh, geez, you're all bad. Uh, Again, scared me to death. (coughs) Couldn't hardly get to sleep till morning rolled around. Nothing happened for about a week, so I put the both episodes out of my mind. As I was walking home from work one day, rounding the corner, I could see the backside of my house. It was mooning him. As I got closer, I could see movement in the attic window. When I got closer, I saw the silhouette of a young girl staring down at me, her head tilted sideways. <laughs> they all just tilted their heads sideways at the same time. Like, you know when dogs, when they hear a funny noise, they go, oh? <laughs> 
Oh, again, I was petrified. Oh, petrified. That, that night, sporadically, the tapping and the humming. <laughs> Sporadic means once in a while. Try yes. and use it in a sentence today. All right. The next day, I was going through my closet in my bedroom when I noticed the old wallpaper was peeling off. Not too concerned about this old wallpaper, I ripped the peeling paper off and instantly <laughs> noticed an old newspaper had been glued to the wall behind the old wallpaper. Odd, I thought. So Mm, I decided to remove all the old wallpaper in that section. After doing this, I noticed the newspaper covered most of that section, but a small section above the newspaper was the original wood wall. That was a long sentence. (laughs) I think I just had a stroke. (laughs) Just remember, they're having a crack at doing some creative writing here. Let's be supportive. The newspaper was pretty faded, but I went and got a flashlight for a better look. As I looked, I noticed a familiar face I'd seen before. Then, horrified, I saw the heading. Bert Newton. <laughs> Lizzie Borden trial starts today. Lizzie Borden trial starts today. <laughs> You do it so much better. Then I shined the flashlight on the uncovered board section as... What? Then I shined the flashlight on the uncovered board section. I saw someone had engraved. That didn't make sense. This, I this, uh, I think we're speaking in another language. I this, boy. this I Elizabeth's saw. room, 1890. I was terrified. <laughs> I surmised that this girl, Elizabeth, had once lived this house, in, I'm sure it's their second language, in my bedroom, which at the time was hers. And this girl had an obvious obsession with the Lizzie Borden case. And Bert Newton. <laughs> Apparently. Uh, Bert's done a time slip. He's gone back oh, into the no, 1800s. He was pretty I old. think he was actually alive <laughs> back then. He was studying his radio career. I didn't further the thought. No, not 30. Later that day, I was doing some laundry, so the laundry door was open. I was reading a book in my chair when the dryer stopped. (laughs) Then I heard the buzzer. I was in no hurry, so I kept reading. not in a hurry. (laughs) Then I heard a clacking noise. Clack, 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 clack. Then jiggling. Jiggle, jiggle. She's got the paper in front of her face. She's lost it. I've got the Renatas. All right, I've got the wheezes happening. Um, Right, I jumped up and went into the laundry room and I saw the padlock on the attic door jiggling ever so slightly. I was stunned. Then then it stopped. Then I heard the Lizzie Borden rhyme. I couldn't afford to move, so I decided I would have to live in kinship with the spirit in the attic. Whenever I heard the singing, tapping or humming, I would acknowledge her by saying, Quiet, Elizabeth. It seemed to work. As the days passed, uh, only on occasion would she make her presence known. Uh, but every few days when I was coming home, I would notice her in the front attic window or the back attic window. It was odd that she knew which window to be at, depending on what direction I was coming home from, because I could spot her usually a block away in the same posture, head tilted, sideways glance stare. One night, I was jolted awake by a large commotion in the attic. I'm a large commotion. commotion. (laughs) Super loud. Woo! 
<laughs> then the singing started. La, 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 Very loud. Lizzie Biden. <laughs> but it was not singing in a fun mood. Oh. This singing oh. was mean and forceful. After about 15 minutes of this oh, racket God. going on. Now, you do not go for 15 minutes, guys. I'm just telling <laughs> you that. I heard banging on the door. Oh. The attic noises stopped immediately. Answering my door, I saw my landlord disgruntled at best Grr. as he was reading me the right act about the noise. <laughs> I, was, I was thinking to myself, what can I tell him that doesn't sound crazy? As he calmed down a bit, we both heard noises coming from the laundry room, then a large thud. Thud. We both moved to the laundry room and were both in shock at what we saw then heard. Ladies and gentlemen, it's Tonya Tottman. <laughs> the attic door had been torn from its hinges, lying on the floor, looking wow. at the opening. All we saw was the bottom of a dress and two shoes. Oh. We didn't move any closer because of what we might see. Then the singing started. We both got out of the laundry and slammed the door shut. Bang. The landlord said he was going down to his truck. Going to be truck. I started packing stuff quickly. I wasn't staying here anymore. I'd stay with the girlfriend instead. I can get mm, okay. Finally, the landlord returned with some nails and a hammer, nailing the laundry room door shut. After finishing, he said, "You gonna move out? You gonna move out?" The look on my face answered his question. He said. I figured so. I figured so. Over the next week, friends helped me move my stuff. Finally, the last day, my friend said he would take the last box down and wait in the truck for me so I could look around and make sure I got everything, which I did super quick. As I was ready to step out my door, I heard the laundry room door start to rattle. I was in that truck in two seconds, glancing up as we pulled off. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever takes you fancy. I saw Elizabeth in the attic window in the same posture, but she was, well, they all got their heads tilted again, but she was waving ever so slightly this time. <laughs> well, there you go. That story was called Sideways Stare by Joe Voss. <laughs> mm-hmm. ah, I can't wait to do a story with you guys again. If, you, if this one has gone to that extent, then... The ghost ride is going to be a nightmare. It's just going to be a nightmare. I'm telling you now. Self-induced. I need to. I need a bex and lie down after that. Do you have paranormal questions? Well, we have the answers. It's time for spooky chat with Anne and Renata. Oh, we do love this part of the evening where we get to talk to you guys with all of your paranormal spooky questions. Uh, and look, first we've got to hit the phone. There we go. Uh, and we have some messages that have come through. And we've got a first-time texter, so thank you so much. And now anyone tonight who is listening out there who has not texted before, this is your moment. Stroke our egos and send us a text oh. on 0490 Right. Hello, Auntie Anne and Auntie Renata. I have been listening to you guys for about six months now. Spooky Sundays and True Hauntings are the highlight of my week, or the light of my week, sorry. Uh, I'm already laughing at the asparagus tips. I have autism and mental health issues that I really struggle with. You beautiful ladies are the reason I still laugh so much 
Thank you and never stop. Oh, thank now, you. We all have a PS here. Yeah. Christie's magical G spot is far superior to magical moments, in my opinion. <laughs> I think so as well. <laughs> Lots of so. love from your biggest fan, Dean. Dean, Aww, thank you so thank much. Thank you, Dean. That means so much to us. And I hijacked the uh, Christie's magical moments and got it off the G spot because I wanted to get some sponsorship. <laughs> uh, anyway, <laughs> we're going somewhere else then. <laughs> right. Uh, who have we got here? I'm just trying. Oh, Mark, how are you? The lady can read asparagus. Well, let me tell you, I oh no, I can't read that out. Mark. <laughs> um, yeah, so he can read apparently the plumber's crack. Mm-hmm. We'll just put it like that. Seen so many working production manufacturing, I know what's up. Oh. <laughs> uh, uh, that's a gift. Yeah. Uh, a now gift. Robert's uh, <laughs> texting in says Lizzie, Lizzie hasn't dizzy. Uh, <clears throat> yes, thank you. Oh now, oh, hang on. How do, do I get we have back? a question? Oh, that, I'm, that I'm trying to thing. get back there to see if we've got a question. I've got a, I've got a, um, a gripe. A gripe. Oh. oh no! Don't do that to us. We'll be totally distracted, Barb. She's sending through puppy photos. <gasps> oh, Barb! Oh, puppies! Oh, her, her beautiful dog had five gorgeous puppies, and Renata did predict it was going to be quick. All right. Um. Hi, Auntie Anne, Auntie Nata, Crispy, and Steve. Can't wait for Han's debut tonight. <laughs> it has to be a regular appearance for sure. Oh. Now, at this point, I would like to put a warning out to all of those people who are listening. If you suffer from asthma, go grab your asthma. <laughs> Puffers before you listen to this show because yeah. I know that poor um, cousin Barb had issues with that particular um, <laughs> listening to some rehearsals and some uh, what do we call it creation Inspir- creation workshopping, workshopping, workshopping. between um, Trial Bay and and no, it was Dubbo it was oh Dubbo Dubbo yeah all right uh, and uh, uh, Sergey wants to know what sort of puppies they are border collie puppies they are Not just they are chocolate fluffy chocolate jelly white. beans right now and uh, Sergey also says hello to Dean there you go hey Dean dude so you've got a fan there now look I have got a um, I, what's what's up the auntie's goat this week I think it's a new segment mm-hmm. what is up the auntie's goat right this is what's up my particular auntie's goat. <laughs> I've seen a sign. I'm sick of these people that are asking spirit to give them a sign, give them an idea of what they should do, and then they see something that they interpret as a sign, Mm -hmm. and then they go and do whatever it is that they actually wanted to do. They were just looking for something to confirm what they wanted to do anyway. Mm -hmm. And then when it all goes wrong, they blame the spirit world. They blame the spirit world for sending them a sign to tell them to do it. Um, I've actually never heard anyone come back with a negative comment if it goes wrong. It's like it all goes silent. (laughs) If it goes right, then they say, Spirit told me so. Spirit Mm. told me so. But if it all goes to hell hell in a handbasket, you never hear a peep. Yeah. No, so what do you call this when they when they uh, get spirit to choose something for them rather than they do it themselves? Uh, spiritual bypassing. Yeah. Do you see it much in your work? Oh, yeah. Have you got an example for Absolutely. us? Absolutely. Um, uh, I, I had someone uh, a number of years ago who uh, literally would every single day um, at least four times quote 
um, something that Spirit told her to do. It was getting down to the fact of, you know, Spirit told me to have a hamburger for lunch. And you kind of go, oh, you know what, just to make the decisions for yourself because, honestly, you know, you are really giving all of your power away to something beyond yourself. And that's that's just, it's wrong. Yeah. It's wrong. We're supposed to find empowerment in this world um, and to sort of go down that track where you, again, become disempowered because you are giving all of those decisions that you need to make a way to something external is just not right. And, you know, new agey stuff shouldn't be teaching you that either. No. What do you say, Miss Christie from Spells and Spirits? Look, there, are, there is a, it's about accountability. Okay, so if we can palm off spirit told me to do it, goddess told me to do it, universe told me to do it, then where's the accountability Jesus for our actions? told me to do it. Mm. You know, so, you know, we never want, you know, obviously people don't want to blame themselves. They're always looking externally for something to blame or someone to blame rather than their own actions. I know people that have to consult their their god their goddess to decide which they want vanilla or chocolate ice cream mm. so they use they're calling on their guides their things like that like 50 times a day to make basic decisions for themselves mm. the the um, importance i guess of making that connection is really diffused and diluted if you're doing that continuously as well because it's supposed to be something that you do at those moments in time when you are at a crossroads and things are really really difficult really difficult not you know should i go out with this person that on saturday night should i have wholemeal bread or white bread yeah like you know those connections should be an empowerment <clears throat> and not something you know so mundane and basic that you know it is it's giving away your willpower completely mm to mm. something unseen so where is it that you take accountability and responsible so if you've got you order vanilla and you know because that's what spirit has told you to do it popped into my head spirit told me to do it i know but what happens then if the vanilla's something wrong with it and you get sick from the vanilla well, that's you it. never hear about yeah. it. That's it. No, I reckon no. that they blame spirit. If things it's go wrong, they're going, fault. well, you know, it's spirit's fault. They told me to do that. They must have wanted me to sick, be the sick. The universe I, must need me to be sick. I don't, I must be hated by the world because I've had vanilla, which made me sick. See how it all fits in? Where you don't have to ha be accountable for yourself. Yeah. I guess the, the um, basis for this conversation is to... Get everyone to have a, a bit of a think about how many times they do go down this road and how many times they do ask spirit for help uh, and whether it is an important thing in their lives or whether it just becomes so normalised that it is no longer special. Uh, and people can uh, really put pressure on other people to do this as well because if you don't keep asking spirit, you're not woke. Oh, yeah, you're, not, you're not part of the the crowd that seems to have this deeper connection um, and is so special out there. And you know, you kind of can start to feel really well. You know, I don't, I don't do this. Um, spirit doesn't talk to me all the time. There must be something really wrong with oh, me. I'm broken. And again, that is, uh, that's just so bad in the new age movement to do that 
to ostracise people and to make people feel that they are worse off. So they're creating a problem so that then they can give people answers mm. via whatever it is that they're selling um, to cure them. It's like it's, creating it's a loss of self. Yeah. yeah doesn't that take away from like your life lesson of learning from your mistakes yeah. can't be can't always be someone else's fault like it's not the great beyond you're not that important but if you put that into the hands of something unseen then it is not your fault mm. yeah exactly but you learn the whole thing about human existence you learn from your mistakes right? absolutely now we're going to have to go to a song but before we go we've got a question here from Dean I'm going to ask the question and we'll answer this when we come back uh, my cat died last year and he would mm. often lay on my feet at night sometimes I still feel as if he is sleeping at my feet is it possible that he's still with me so Dean we're going to talk about that when we come back after this song Spooky Sundays with Anne and Renata only on Newcastle Live Radio and this is our last section before we hit a news section <laughs> what was that? I don't know that was a really bad cross into the anyway we're talking to poor Dean and uh, Sergey is saying that he really feels for you because he also lost a fur child recently uh, so uh, what do we feel about is it possible that the cat is still with him well we hear this all the time actually we get a lot of messages that uh, people's beloved pets are still hanging around after they have passed. Uh, if you've had an experience like that, send us a message um, to sort of confirm 0490848886 but uh, we do. We hear a lot yeah. a- about that. Um, I had an experience one Christmas after we uh, had our one of our pups pass yeah. and um, I was bending over to get some Christmas... I'm not sure where this is going. <laughs> Christmas decorations out of a box to put bon them bon. up on the, on the Christmas tree. It's a Christmas ball, And, and sure. I, I felt um, a, a sort of a, a tap on my leg and um, that's what that particular puppy would have done yeah. um, to get my attention. And I think sometimes they're there to keep giving you a bit of comfort because they know you need it. Mm. But eventually that fades um, because you are able to move on. move on. But also it's important that if you have the financial ability to do it, to rescue another loved animal uh, that's out there in a shelter if you can or oh, one of the yeah. rescue places because there are so many animals that need a human that will love them mm. so they can give their unconditional love to you. And I know sometimes it's too soon to go for another pet, but um, we, we have so much love to give and they have so much love to give. So if you can find it in your heart to yeah, get another animal. Yeah, save a puppy animal. dog or a, a kitty cat. cat. Yeah. Uh, all right. So oh, I had another question there from Mark, and of course I've lost it, haven't I? Oh, this phone's not the same as mine, so I get lost on here sometimes. It's a pretty easy thing to do. Uh, all right, so Mark is saying, I do have a question. Your thoughts on the huge influx of possession cases in Australia? I'm 100% sure this started in the US, and over the last four to five years, there are thousands of cases here in Australia. Seems to me the US paranormal shows have influenced here in Australia. So, um, yeah. The Mark, huge I'd inf- like to know where you're getting that information yeah. from. Please send me a link. But this, I, want, I want to check I mean, them out. 
you just have to look at some paranormal teams pages and they're talking about cases where they're going where there's um you know possession possession in the house or a possessed person there's demons there's this there's that and uh, i have seen it reported in the news that uh, in america there is a huge increase of possessed people and steve's nodding as well you've seen that in your with uncensored radio yeah definitely i think it, it definitely comes down to the i would guess uncertainty of the political climate and people are reaching for things that that aren't necessarily there to it's also it's also talking about the instability of mental health with people and the lack of mental health care who are suffering and do not know how to um get out of situations have no help feel completely helpless who are homeless who have no money who have no backup who have no one to say a good word to them about anything, and so they feel just so distraught. And sometimes they will go to their minister or their pastor, whoever it is, and say, I'm having all these feelings, and they'll say, sounds to me like you've got a demon in you. Mm. You've got you've got a possession. You've got a oh, hitchhiker. And especially the new-agey ones, yeah. the ev- tel- ev- uh, tele-evangelists. You just have to say, I'm not feeling Danny myself. Baker. Oh, the, t- the tele-evangelists that like to... they'll get rid of those for $50. Yeah, they like to do that oh, on the, the telly. The <laughs> and the, there's, there's a whole lineup of, of people that come up to be mm-hmm. depossessed. I'm possessed? Repossessed? It was, a, <laughs> repossessed, it was actually yeah. a very funny story about, sorry to interrupt. About, Is it quick because we're yeah, going to get to the news? About a pastor who was clearing possessions by farting. He said what? people that smelt his farts would... <gasps> Okay. I can do that too. Yeah. <laughs> $10. Ten bucks. Look into that. Google it. I farted. Yeah. Your general a direction. <laughs> a legit story. I looked at it for uncensored. Oh my gosh. Oh, the smell see. of his aura. Please find that oh. story for next week and oh. do a full report I will. on it. I will. <laughs> now, guys, we're going to head to the news and then we're getting closer and closer to Ghost Writer. Oh. Uh, but this is your chance to also go and grab your piece of paper and your pen ready to do Christie's magical workings this evening. It's time to cross back to the other side. Welcome back to Spooky Sundays with Anne and Renata. And welcome back to Spooky Sundays with your hosts Anne and Renata and our special guests in studio, Steve and Christy. Hello. um, Who are here for the second half of the evening. Did I just hear that the Newcastle Knights are in the grand final? I just thought I was in the twilight zone. Did that really happen? Someone text us in and tell us the truth. Is is that true? We pay a lot of attention. I don't, don't follow the footy at all. I'm just shocked to hear that. Anyway, sorry. Sorry, Newcastle Knights. We love you. Mm. Go on, Renata. Um, Yes, so I I'm going to go to uh, my story now, which is going to take up all of my time that I have, the limited time that I have. Because Ghostwriter's next. And, um, yeah, so don't interrupt me. Here we go. This is about the London monster. In 1790, oh. nearly a century before Jack the Ripper haunted the streets of London, another predator held sway. Hello. The London monster would walk up to a beautiful, well-dressed lady, insult her with coarse and earthly language, and then stab her in the thigh or buttocks. Take that. He struck her at regular intervals, wounding a number of young and attractive women in the London streets. Ouch. In a sextuple event on January the 19th, his tally was not less than six victims. Since this kind of sadistic behaviour was unheard of at this time, there was general outrage among the Londoners and the capital's female world was in turmoil. 
Throughout the first half of 1790, the newspapers were full of the London monster's largest or latest outrages. The police would roundly criticise, were roundly criticised for their failure to capture the London monster, and it was even hinted that they were deliberately sheltering the culprit, a gentleman of wealth. In early April, a £100 reward was posted for the capture of the London monster. Large posters were pasted up all over London to announce that a bloodthirsty, inhuman monster was on the prowl, attacking young and beautiful women in the streets. These posters accomplished what the newspapers had started, namely to create a veritable mass hysteria. Innocent men were beaten up by the mob after being pointed out as the monster by mischievous people. And the fashionable ladies did not dare venture out into the streets without wearing copper petticoats or other forms of protective clothing. What the? (laughs) (laughs) The London monster attacks continued throughout April and May, although it was notable that the descriptions of the culprit varied greatly with regard to height, dress, complexion and hair colour. The monster hunters suspected that the fiend was wearing several coats, one on top of the other, and that he may use a collection of wigs and false noses to disguise his appearance. At this stage, some newspaper journalists, aghast at the monster (gasps) they had helped to create, suggested that the attacks might well be the handiwork of some inept picket pickpockets oh, who were aiming to cut open the lady's skirt pockets but stabbed flesh instead. The tally of victims soon reached 50. Some were cut with a sharp object. Others kicked from behind with spikes fastened to the monster's oh. knees. And some stabbed in the nose with a stiletto hidden in a nosegay they were invited to smell at by the elusive fiend. Finally, on June 13th, the suspect was arrested. He was a 23-year-old Welshman, Rainwick Williams, a, a native of Beguildy in the county of Radnor. The son of a respectable apothecary, he had become a ballet dancer, but was sacked from the theatre after being suspected of theft. You're sacked. He lived in a, a, in a disreputable, disreputable public house where four men shared two beds in a <gasps> tiny room. Oh, I know what sort of house that was. That the London monster actually slept in the same bed as another man was considered highly significant to explain his bloodthirsty crusade against the female sex. When Williams was questioned at Bow Street, the police only uh, only with difficulty prevented the mob from lynching him there and then. Anne Porter, the monster victim who had pointed out Williams in Green Park, was certain he was the man who had cut her. Several That's other him. London monster victims could not pick Williams out, however. Others declared themselves certain he was not the man who had cut them at all. In the meantime, the judges were <coughs> contemplating for what crime Williams should be prosecuted. At this time, crimes were either felonies or misdemeanours. The former were serious offences punishable by death or transportation to the Australian penal colonies. Yeah. Misdemeanours <laughs> were relatively mild offences. We're like 12-year-olds. Punishable by prison, pillory or a public flogging. She's just going to push on regardless. To cut or stab some person with an intent to maim or kill them was a misdemeanour. The judges were 
are uneasily aware that the general mood in London demanded that the monster should be severely punished. Ryan Wick Williams was you. tried at the Old Bailey and convicted for destroying the clothes of oh. Anne Porter on January the 19th in spite of an alibi provided by his fellow workers at the flower factory. We did a true hauntings on the Old Bailey. The judge, Sir Francis Buller, nevertheless found the stretching of the law to make monster the monster's crimes a felony somewhat questionable. Had he not cut the clothes to make way to the flesh underneath. The matter was referred to the 12 judges of England who decided that Reinwick Williams should be tried again. This time for a misdemeanour. The young Welshman was again convicted and sentenced to six years in Newgate. Oh, we the did trials, a podcast on that too. The trial served as a ceremony of exorcism. There were no more attacks and London had been cleansed of its monster. Scapegoats who had to, to play the rule of the London monster. Oh, you nearly broke up. <laughs> in those two farcical trials, uh, ended up with the same sort of finish. Many of the victims. <laughs> that's bad. Many of the victims had given descriptions of the mystery assailant that did not fit Williams at all. There were also there was also evidence that the police deliberately coached I'm at least it, one Renata. monster victim to pick out Williams as the man who had attacked them. It is thus quite possible that the Welshman was a scapegoat. Yeah. Unlucky enough <laughs> to fall in the hands of the authorities when they needed someone to pay for the monster's crimes. The Lon London monster mania of 1790s just one example of what can be called the phantom attacker syndrome. In 1819, Paris was terrorised by <laughs> piquets <laughs> who stabbed women in the behinds with sharp oh, instruments attached to their umbrellas. <laughs> men were walking around in Paris stabbing women on the backside with their umbrellas. With their brolly. The French police tried everything, even detectives dressed up in drag to act as potential <laughs> victims <laughs> to find the culprits, but to oh, no avail. They wanted that brolly stick. In 1938, the Halifax slasher cut a number of people with razor blades. Oh, that's nasty. The newspapers were full of the slasher's latest outrages. Vigilantes roamed the streets and the local women carried lengths of hose pipe filled with lead shot as protection against the slasher. I after that's the police, smoke bongs. After the... Stop interrupting me for one second. We broke up. We got up. through this bloody story. After the police started getting themselves baffled, Scotland baffled. Yard was called in. Next week, I'm going to do a story that is two sentences long. That's it. And then we're going to sit in silence. <laughs> I try and make us escape for the next nah. seven minutes. That's Spiritual bypassing. <laughs> the spirits told me not to come tonight. I just don't know. These phantom attackers are still with us. In May 2001, speculation was rife in India after a mysterious being had attacked several people in or near New Delhi. The monkey man, as he was soon dubbed, climbed the roofs and savaged people who were sleeping there. He swiftly bounded away if Ooh. any person tried to grab him. Oh, I'm done. I'm going to walk out in a minute. There was speculation whether this threatening sharp-clawed monster was an extraterrestrial, a mutant monkey escaped from a zoo, or a statistic, sadistic hoaxer dressed in a gorilla costume. There were soon more than 70 victims, and a reward of 50,000 rupees was posted for the capture of the monkey man. 
Armed police patrolled the streets of New Delhi. Vigilantes were out in force. Several innocent people were beaten up or lynched after being pointed out as the monkey man. You're a monkey man. But when the police were probably probably investigated, or when the case was properly investigated, oh, God, <laughs> uh, it turned out to be yet another episode of mass hysteria. People had faked their injuries and invented sightings of the elusive they attacker. They wanted to be special. <laughs> Just like the monster mania of 1790, the monkey man scare died out as suddenly as it had begun. He Amen, left as Jesus pox. Christ. Oh, Mother Mary and Joseph. <laughs> They're not going to help you. Oh. Um, thank you, Renata. That was a fabulous story. We're going to go to a song, gather ourselves, because guess what's next? Ghost Rider. You're listening to Spooky Sundays on Newcastle Live Radio. I've been looking forward oh. to this one and dreading it all night. <laughs> now, we are up to Ghost Rider, the possession of Hans the Goose, Hans. And look, this is where I enter into Ghost Rider. I give them a little sample of what I'd like them to talk about, and they come up with a great story. So this is what I entered. Anne and Renata are called to their friend Steve's house, where they discover his best friend, a goose, has been possessed by an evil entity. The goose can now speak and identifies as Hans. The team must discover who possessed Steve's goose and how to get rid of this evil entity without harming the goose. So that's all I put in, right? Yeah. <laughs> Here we go. Let's yep. see what Ghost Rider came up with. Okay. Now, they, they're not allowed to, to read this. They've just got to do it cold. Mm. Here we go. Anne and Renata were in the middle of a sleepover at Steve's house when they heard a large honk coming from his room. That's <laughs> <laughs> it, we're done. <laughs> they rushed to Steve's to find Steve's best friend, a goose named Bazza, was now standing on two legs and speaking. <laughs> In a strange honking voice. voice. The possessed goose identified himself as Hans and said that he'd come to take over Steve's body. I'm Hans. <laughs> They've come to take over Steve's body. Ah. Anne and Renata were terrified, but they knew they had to do something to stop him. Why are you doing this? You ah. won't get away with it no matter what it is. <laughs> I'm doing it for the love. That's your line. Yeah. I was going to dramatic oh, tension. sorry, sorry. What have you done to Baza? He wailed. <laughs> <laughs> Hans suddenly launched himself at Steve's throat, screaming. I'm going to kill you. Steve's <laughs> eyes rolled back in his head and he fell to the ground, unconscious. Unconscious. Anne and Renata knew they had to find a way to get rid of Hans before he killed their friend. They did some research and discovered that Baza was now hands. Sorry, Baza now hands was possessed by an evil entity. They also found out the only way to get rid of the entity was to kill the goose. <gasps> Luckily, Steve was still unconscious and didn't hear that solution. They confronted Hans and told him what they had discovered. Hans just laughed and said, <laughs> There's no way you're going to kill me. I'm too strong. The team soon realised that someone must have been behind this possession. They searched the house for clues but could find nothing. Finally, after hours and hours of detective work, they discovered a hidden basement door with strange symbols written all over it. 
This must be where Hans was possessed. We need to go inside and find out who did this to him. The team entered the basement and were immediately attacked by Hans. <laughs> he was stronger than they thought, but they were able to subdue him and tie him up. We need to find a way to kill the entity without harming Bazza. Oh, look, I think I know how, but we'll need help. The ladies looked to Steve on the floor and said, Wake, Wake up, up, Steve! Do you, Do you have, have any salt? Steve looked shell-shocked, squeaked out, Yes. And he ran upstairs to get the salt. Hans spotted the opportunity with the door open and honked as he made his escape. <laughs> After Hans, the team shouted as they ran out of the basement. They chased Hans through the house, but he was too fast for them. Suddenly, Hans flew out the open window and into the night. <laughs> The team was devastated. Oh, they had lost Hans, but they knew they had to find him before he hurt anyone. Hans needed to devour souls to stay alive, and the team wasn't going to let him get away with it. They tracked Hans down to a dark alleyway <coughs> where he was feasting on the soul of a poor, unsuspecting victim. The team attacked Hans, but he was too strong. They were about to give up when Steve had an idea. He grabbed the salt and threw it into Hans's face. Take that, you evil goose. Hans screeched in pain. <laughs> <laughs> and let the victim go. The team took advantage of this and quickly subdued Hans. They tied him up and dragged him back into the basement. Steve ran ahead to open the basement door. When Anne and Renata got there with Hans, Steve was nowhere to be seen. They descended into the dark basement and found themselves in the middle of an evil ritual circle. <laughs> in the centre... Of the circle was Steve, <laughs> naked, staring vacantly with black markings all over his body. Standing next to him was their nemesis, Mrs. Claus. She laughed maniacally. <laughs> As she revealed what she had, what, what, that she had been behind everything. Hello, my lovelies. You have fallen right into my trap. I've had enough of being the underdog in this relationship with Santa. I'm done. It was my turn to get a promotion this year and he ignored me again. I will get my revenge. I have captured the demon Hans in that goose and I will use his power to tear my husband from his Christmas throne. Anne and Renata threw everything they had and fought bravely against Mrs Claus and her minions, but they were outnumbered and outgunned. The team were horrified, but they knew they had to stop her. They fought Mrs. Claus and were able to subdue her long enough to untie Steve. The evil entity left his body and entered Hans again. Just when things looked darkest, however, Steve's conscious kicked in and he used his own powers against Mrs. Claus. In an ominous voice, he used the incantation. Ominous, Dominus, Anus! Be gone, you evil monster! Back to the dungeon you belong in! 
He banished her to the underworld forever. The team breathed a sigh of relief (sighs) as they left the basement. They had saved Steve and stopped Mrs. Claus from ruining Christmas. But they knew this wouldn't be the last they saw of evil entities, as Hans still had that glint in his eye. Hans turned to the trio and said, See you next Christmas. <laughs> Before flying away into the night, the team knew they would be ready for whatever came their way. After all, they had faced down a demon goose, hands, and the diabolical Mrs. Claus. Nothing could be scarier than that. Dun, dun, dun. And that ends this week's episode of Ghostwriter. If you would like to hear more of Hans the Demonic Goose, please text in on 0490 In the meantime, we dedicate this song to Hans the Goose in excess the devil inside. I'd like to hear uh, Hans. Crystals, spells, moon cycles, and more. Christy from Spells and Spirits takes you through different aspects of magic. It's time for Christy's Magical Moments on Spooky Sundays. Oh, welcome back, everyone. Uh, have we all recovered from the ghostwriter? Now, we would love to have Hans back um, for another episode, but it is up to you guys. You have to let us know whether you want to have Hans back or yeah, not. Yeah, we haven't had much of a reply. Only about two people replied. Yeah. So if you're sitting there quietly, even if you get to hear this on the podcast, you can still text through to that number no matter where you are in the world. And we do get those messages during the week. So text through and let us know what you think. Mm. Now, uh, we need to throw to uh, Christy, who is here in studio. Hello. Hello. For your um, magical moment. Yes. What are we doing tonight? So tonight we're going to be making a talisman. So we're going to make a paper talisman for manifesting. Nice. So we're going to jump straight in. Mm -hmm. Um, So what you need is obviously a piece of paper and a pen. Yes. So with making a paper talisman, the reasoning behind making a paper one is it's something that you can easily carry with you. If you can pop it in your pocket, you can pop it in your handbag or your wallet. Mm -hmm. And so sometimes the idea of making a talisman say for for manifesting is if you made it out of an object like a ring or a necklace and it went missing or you've lost it or something like that, that's a lot of attachment that you've put onto that object. So Mm -hmm. once it's gone, you know, you sort of feel like, well, how can I get that back? So knowing that we've had it on a piece of paper, we can allow it to move out of our lives to disintegrate and things like that naturally. Mm -hmm. So again, it is all about intention. So thinking about what you want to manifest. So if we're going to manifest something, it needs to be one thing. So you're not going to do like a vision board and have the house, the car, the partner and everything like that on it. It's just going to be for one thing. Mm -hmm. So it might be a specific amount of money. So it might be five thousand dollars that you want so simply on the piece of paper write five thousand dollars okay so if it was a house and this is where modern day witchery comes into it go to clip out go to something like that and find a picture that you like or that represents what you want and simply print it out on the piece of paper right okay 
I'm preparing my paper, so if you hear That's tearing right. sounds, so am I. Oh, don't, don't oh, freak my. out. Yeah. There we go. I've got yeah. my paper. Yeah. Got mine. So writing it down on there, whatever it is. So again, be specific and make it just one thing. Right. Okay, so we're not going to have, like I said, like a vision board. It's just going to be one particular thing that you're going, you want to manifest in your life. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So writing on it, you can, if you want to, you can also... You know, draw pictures, like I said, go clip art, cut out magazines, glue and paste, you know, as much as you want to. Mm-hmm. The richer the detail, because the universe loves detailed instructions. Mm-hmm. Okay, so the more instructions we give, the easier it is for the universe to follow that for us. So doing all of those things. So what you can also do is, you know, again, sit and meditate, light a candle, all things like that, and really create the feeling of how the feeling of, okay, if I want $5,000, how's it going to feel when I receive that $5,000? Feeling the joy bubbling up inside you, maybe you get that, you know, butterfly feeling in your stomach, whatever it is, adrenaline pumping through your veins, whatever it is, but create that feeling for yourself. So then what we're going to do to make that into the talisman you can again use incense or something like that sprinkle some herbs crush some oils onto it you know all things like that to give it that vibration of what you want Mm -hmm. so if it's money you can use oil of um, basil Mm -hmm. if it's love you can use rose things like that that correspond (coughs) so then once we have our piece of paper what we're going to do is fold the paper towards us Mm. when we want something we bring it to us Roll it towards us, fold it towards us. Right. Banishing is the opposite, away from us. Right. Fold that away, roll it away. So once you fold it in half, then you're going to roll it up like a scroll. So again, rolling it towards you. Mm-hmm. And they are doing it live here in studio, mm-hmm. watching them now. Anne's doing a very Try good job. Try to remember your teenage years, ladies. Yes. Roll it. Roll it. I reckon roll I can smoke mine. <laughs> yep. Mine looks like a very long cigarette. Yes. Yep. So once it's rolled, again, if you you can get some string, some in the colour that corresponds to what you want. If you don't have the string, you can just sort of scrunch it a little bit more, so it's not going to unroll. Uh huh. Mm-hmm. With that, and that's simply it. Oh. So you can put, you know, if it's a money one, pop it in your handbag, pop it in your bra, pop it down your undies. Yeah, Renata's popping it right in her undies as we speak. That's a bit much. Crab, this is radio. I, I'm now wishing that I'd made mine slightly smaller. <laughs> yes, so you've got like a really large Cuban cigar happening there. I do, there. I do. Um, with that. So, but you can fold that up as sure. long as you fold it towards yourself. Okay, so if I do it like that, that's folding it towards me? Yes. Beautiful. Mm-hmm. Yep. Okay, now it can go in my pocket. Yeah. So, you know, if it was a love spell or something like that, you can put it under your mattress, under your pillow, things like that. So, again, it's all about the intention and the correspondences. So are we allowed to doing. tell people what our wish is or do we keep it secret? Well, the thing is, once we tell people, that disperses the energy oh, of what we've done. You. That's it. Okay. So, again, you're doing this for you. Yeah. And that way, if we if it doesn't happen, we can just pretend it did because nobody knows what it was. That's right. You know, you can just completely bypass <laughs> oh, the whole process. I'm special. You're it special. always works so for me. Special. With that. So, yes. Yeah, so, that's as simple as magic can be. So, you know, of course, I'd like you to buy things from Spells and Spirits. But, you know, most of the things we have already in our home. Yeah. So... Use use what you've got. So you know, remember before modern things, you know, we just lived out in the forest, so everything was there for us to use. Yeah, and we got a a, dirt, a, a stick and scratched in the dirt. Yes. And then we'd brush it towards us. I know. Now we can copy and paste from clip art. <laughs> 
Canva. <laughs> just not the same. Get on to not the same. Get, does it work for like rental properties? You can get on domain and be like, print that one out. I'd like that. Yes. Well, it is. Bring it does. It is, a, it is like the vision awesome. board. Yeah. There we go. Yeah. So, yes, you can. I love that. Yeah. So, I'm going to go home and cut out some aeroplanes and stuff. Pictures <clears throat> in New Orleans. Channing Tatum. Mm. Now, I have I have some... Well, thank you for that, Christy. Oh, you're welcome. Thank you, Christy. Um, and, well, of course, people can find you at spellsandspirits.com.au. A-U. And in November, I'm at the Wealth, Health, Wealth and Wellbeing um, Expo at Broadmeadow Showground on mm-hmm. the 9th... No, sorry, 6th of November. And the 20th of November, I'm at the Live Your Light Festival at Walls End Diggers. Oh, nice. Okay, we have some more messages. I'm going to try and crack through them because there was quite a few that came through and I didn't get a chance to read them all. Uh, hello, Anne and Renata, and hello, Christian Steve. I feel like I am not only going through food withdrawal, but also withdrawal from being with all of you. Mm-hmm. So sending your huge hugs uh, and thank Gaia for Thursday and Sunday nights. Love from Daniela. Love, Daniela. Uh, Maxine said that she had a kitten who was about eight months old die in a house that she lived in, and her other cat used to play with the spirit. Mm-hmm. I could see it. Mm-hmm. Uh, Jenny P., I had a cat that would jump up on my bed and after he passed away, I would feel the same jump on the bed. It lasted for about two years. Sometimes I hear my scruffy dog barking. He's been gone for 18 months. Love the show. Uh, Jenny. Thanks, Thank Jenny. Thank you, Jenny. Um, and Mark said in regards to the um, the possession influx that we've had, mm-hmm. uh, yeah, you guys are on the same page as me. A whole lot of BS. But seriously, I think the whole mental health needs to be looked at and people need to understand that everything that is going on isn't paranormal or possession. I've seen some paranormal teams here posting up absolute BS. Absolutely agree with you and they are using um, scare tactics to uh, bring people to them. Yeah, it's only like it's it shouldn't be a popularity competition when it comes to people's well-being and that's what we're dealing with. We're dealing with people's well-being yeah. and so people are feeding the monster just like the, the story that I had. Um, just to get everyone hyped up and uh, watching them, and that's just not fair. And I think Robert is on to you. I don't mean it quite like that. <laughs> he said that Hans sounds very suspiciously like Hans the German. Do you know, who's well, you never know. nothing. We know nothing. Hans Goose is cooked. He needs the Scooby-Doo music on. Mm-hmm. And uh, there will be naked nightmares tonight. <laughs> <laughs> For nothing, all of us. Nothing scarier than Hans. Uh, and we have um, Catherine saying, hands up for Hans. <laughs> I had to say that was a bit of a tongue twister. Uh, Sergey said he loves the ghostwriter. And I'm getting across. Lisa said, I hope you're feeling better now, Lisa. That was some blockbuster movie material. Mrs. Claus <gasps> cracked up at Steve. <laughs> and whatever it was. Um, Deborah said, um, I see it like this. Our pet's lifespan is very short compared to ours. So the more of those short lifetimes we can squeeze into ours, the more pets will have happy, loving lives. 
Thank you so much, Deborah Ann. Couldn't agree more. And she said, loved Hans. Definitely want a sequel. Awesome. Thank you for those people who took the time to actually text in and message us. Now, we're going to go to a song. You have your last chance to text in and uh, give us. we can give you a shout-out. Give us a shout-out. Tell us what you think of Steve, of Christy, Auntie Renata, Auntie Anne, the whole show. If you think it's poop, let us know. The number is 049084886. Spooky Sundays with Anne and Renata, only on Newcastle Live Radio. Welcome back to the wrap-up of tonight's Spooky Sundays. So um, we thank everyone for listening in tonight and uh, for sending in all of those messages. I think we've gone through them all now. I think so. I'll double-check while you're talking. uh, Yeah, so uh, we're we're glad at least someone's listening out there to all of this. (laughs) For tolerating you. They're tolerating. Uh, We also want to thank Steve and Christy for coming into the studio. You're both welcome. Very nice. Very nice. I've got a headache now. (laughs) (laughs) Sorry. Lisa said she's enjoying the music tonight, by the way. Thank you. Thank you. And uh, Robert did warn you about um, those songs for crested cockatoos because they live for 120 years and that could be worse than Hans the Goose. Oh, right. Yeah. Uh, uh, also, uh, just an update on our Halloween events. Uh, they We do still have tickets for the all-night event um, and that is uh, going ahead on the Friday before Halloween. 28th. Um, yeah, oh, the 31st. So it is the 28th <laughs> to the 29th from 11pm to 6am in the morning. Yeah. So tickets are available. So look for the Halloween all-nighter. Um, and like I said, and we've probably got about three or four tickets and left. And we'll for be the doing some table tipping and stuff in that too for the ah, people yes. who like that sort of stuff. Mm-hmm. Yep. And then we also have the Halloween uh, d- night event, which will be all about speaking with the spirits. Maybe we'll find some really great Halloween um, games that we can play. Oh, games! Bob for apples. <laughs> Bob for apples. <laughs> COVID safely. (laughs) We'll just put it, they can bob in disinfectant. (laughs) (laughs) In sanitizer. Get your aquium out, kids. (laughs) Oh, that's so nice. Now, our events are, for those particular ones, 18 years and over. Very strictly 18 Mm -hmm. years and over because we do deal with adult themes. Mm -hmm. Uh, But we also have all of our events up at the moment until the end of the year. You're super organised, Renata. And uh, especially if you're... uh, after coming into Maitland Jail just to do our uh, regular Ghost Hunting 101, we have actually put up some pop-ups as well. Um, Because they were sold out. Yes, because they're kind of sold out until November at the moment. So, um, yeah, get in quick. And if you want to book in a private tour, um, please do so by contacting Maitland Jail. Yeah, we all you need is fifteen people to do a private tour, uh, and we actually had a group that came in on Saturday night and they booked a private tour uh, for the fifteen people. But there are only eight of them. Mm-hmm. What an so, experience! Yeah, they they paid for the fifteen. Yeah. You don't actually have to have fifteen bodies. You can have that's the minimum charge. That's the minimum people. charge. So, um, and they had a great night. Oh wow, they had an amazing night because we can personalise it to mm. the people that are coming. Absolutely. So, yeah. So, on that note, we need to finish up because there is a long song coming up and uh, it's the news. There's so, a big one coming. Yeah. So, from all of us tonight, we say goodbye. Remember to stay spooky. 
Be frightfully good. And we'll see you on the dark side. <laughs> <Bonsoir>. <laughs> 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 Oh, we got to get out of here. Walking in Memphis, Mark Cohen. Off we go. Most mysteries can be solved by looking at the facts. But sometimes the facts don't give us the answer. So it's time to call in Anne and Renata. Spooky Sundays, when the truth lies beyond a logical answer. Dive deep into the world of the unknown with real ghost stories and the unexplainable. Sometimes unconventional but always entertaining. It's Spooky Sundays with Anne and Renata. Sunday from 8pm, only on Newcastle Live.